0: The following program, Mind Over Matters, is sponsored by TCFIHAW LLC, and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of Newsweb Radio or its management. Experience a full-mind, body, and spirit approach to living your best life. Learn how to achieve optimal health, wealth, and happiness. This is your journey to wellness and abundance. You are listening to Mind Over Matters with your host, Dr. Amy of Dr. Amy & Associates and the Center for Integrative Health and Wellness.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon. I'm a double board-certified integrative clinical psychologist, success coach, author, and speaker. I'm also the owner and director of Dr. Amy & Associates. And the Center for Integrative Health and Wellness. I want to welcome you to the show. As some of you may know, the purpose of our show is to get you thinking about how powerful your mind is and what you can do right now to start making some positive, powerful changes in your life. We want to challenge you to think differently about how every aspect of your life your health, your relationships, your wealth, your moods all of it can be dramatically improved by taking a holistic approach to your life. That's looking at every aspect of your life and, and really determining you know where it is you want to go, what it is you want to improve, and then uh, helping you to identify the steps to get you there. So again, welcome to the show. Today's show, I want to talk about a really serious matter, something that affects every person, every family. You know, I want to ask, who knows someone that's experienced drug abuse, uh, depression, suicidal ideation, you know, how many of us know someone who's actually taken their own lives or known of someone? You know, most of us do. If not, you know, we, we know somebody that has been affected by, by these issues, either directly or indirectly. So the show is titled... Youth on the edge. You know, I typically speak at a lot of schools, whether they be grade schools, middle schools, or high schools. And uh, in the past, I've done programs titled Millennials on the Edge. But really, we're seeing this problem become more and more prevalent in our youth, in our grade school children, middle school, certainly high school, as well as college. So, you know, I I, I think it really needs some serious attention because, you know, some of us, you know, not everyone has kids, but I think all of us know people with kids. But, you know, some of us may still be dealing with this. And, you know, it may surprise you to know that millennials have the highest levels of stress among all current generations. And in fact, the greatest levels of stress in history. You know, when we're Specifically talking about, you know, uh, younger youth, tweens and adolescents, for example, uh, they're experiencing greater stress than ever before as well. So it's no surprise the increased levels of stress often lead to people, you um, you know, struggling with these issues. People, you know, often will look for quick and easy ways to deal with, you know, the depression, the anxiety, the bullying, you know, in an effort to relieve that stress. But the causes of that stress are really varied and complex. So let's talk first about drug use and abuse, okay? So when and how does drug use and abuse start, and how does it progress exactly? Well, researchers have proposed Proposed various explanations why some individuals become, you know, involved with drugs and alcohol and escalate to substance abuse, uh, including but not limiting to, you know, biological factors, maybe a family history of drug use, uh, alcohol abuse. Certainly, peer influence plays a huge role. You know, often experimental drug use can lead to associating with uh, more drug abusing peers. You know, which then exposes your kids to, you know, the individual as well as you know, to other drugs. Often they're experimenting, you know. uh, And again, they're using these to deal with uh, mood disorders, anxiety, depression, sometimes trauma effects. Well, research, you know, over the last 20 years on drug use and abuse indicates that some youth are actually abusing drugs regularly. As early as ages twelve and thirteen, and that's not trying it for the first time. That's abusing drugs regularly. You know, it's uh, unfortunate, but I do see a you know fair amount of younger adolescents and tweens in my practice for substance abuse disorders. Which means some of these kids uh, actually begin using drugs even earlier than that. So early. Uh, Abuse often includes such drugs as marijuana and tobacco, Um, certainly includes alcohol or other inhalants, and prescription drugs, even sleeping medications. So parents, make sure you're putting any prescription medications you have, you know, away, preferably in a locked place, okay, Uh, because they are very dangerous. Anti-anxiety meds, for example, or stimulants uh, such as uh, Adderall or, you know, other ADD, ADHD medications, those kind of things. Because if drug abuse persists into adolescence, abusers typically become more involved with marijuana and then advance onto other drugs while continuing to abuse tobacco and alcohol, typically. It should be noted, though, this is a good thing, that most youth don't progress to abusing other drugs. So that's 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 a really important factor I want to point out. You know, those youth who rapidly increase their substance abuse, though, have high levels of risk factors and low levels of protective factors. You know, gender, race, and uh, other geographic factors also play a role in this. And so these risk factors actually increase a person's chances for drug abuse and, you know, protective factors decrease chances for drug abuse. So risk and protective factors can affect children at different stages of their lives. And at each stage, the risks occur, you know, that can actually be mitigated through prevention and intervention strategies, such as, you know, early childhood. Those risks, you know, uh, include Uh, aggressive behavior. They can be changed or prevented, you know, with family interventions, with school interventions, uh, with community interventions that actually focus on helping kids develop appropriate positive behaviors and and a healthy, you know, uh, self-image. And if these aren't addressed, the negative behaviors can lead to more risk. Um, Risks include academic failure. They include difficulties, which, you know, uh, increase the risk for later drug use. And so, These risk factors can have compounding effects. You know, some risk factors may be more powerful than others at certain stages of development, too, which I'll talk about in a little bit, you know, such as peer pressure during the teen years. While some protective factors, such as, you know, a strong parent-child bond, you know, can have a greater impact on reducing risks in the early years. So, you know, what are the early signs of risks that may predict later drug abuse? And what are the highest risk periods? So when we kind of break it down and look at those, some of the early signs include a lack of attachment and nurturing by parents and caregivers. Those, you know, certainly are going to put a child at risk. If, if those aren't, you know, present, you know, then a child can't Thrive, they might survive, but they're certainly not going to thrive, and they'll be at a much higher risk. So, lack of attachment and nurturing by parents and caregivers; those include your babysitters. Those include, you know, whether you know you're at uh, you know a preschool or a daycare in the morning. So, parents and caretakers. Another risk factor is ineffective parenting. You know, we see this a lot with you know moms who are really young. You know, some 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 you know moms become you know moms at very early ages. I know my mom, you know, had her first child. I think she was. Uh, 18, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, these are just kids themselves, you know, maybe they, you know, uh, young adults and late adolescents have a mature body, but, uh, you know, there's still so much to learn. So, you know, we all learn everything for the first time the first time and so ineffective parenting sometimes results from just you know young parenting um, and it could also be due to other stress factors you know maybe mom and or dad you know are dealing with some some situations or issues themselves maybe anxiety maybe stress maybe depression you know. Um, a caregiver who abuses drugs is also a risk factor. You know, I was just talking to a client yesterday. Sadly, she's the trustee for, you know, um, you know a friend of hers' uh, brother's estate. And uh, her friend's brother had four kids. And sadly, two of the four uh, have passed on because of abusing drugs. And both of those, you know, uh, young adults left uh, kids behind. So a caregiver who abuses drugs also increases the risk of a youth, you know, or teenager abuse using drugs. So, you know, this is something we have to pay close attention to. So when we come back, I'm going to be talking more about these risk factors. And then I want to talk about, you know, some protective factors that can, you know, prevent uh, drug abuse from occurring in the first place and even help curb it if it has, you know, uh, taken place. So stick around. Listening to Mind Over Matters, I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris Newman. We'll be right back. (laughs)
2: Lately, it seems you're not feeling quite right. As if your body is working against you, Dr. Amy and Associates can help create a path to achieve optimal health. Experience personalized healthcare for your mind, body, and spirit at a practice that blends holistic and traditional medicine.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon of Dr. Amy and Associates. One of the services we provide, mental health and wellness. We see children, adolescents, and adults for individuals, couples, and family counseling. We even do psychiatry and medication management. All of our thoughts, feelings, and actions are a result of those conditions, ways of thinking feeling and being that lead us to make decisions and so i work with individuals to help them understand and help them create a new blueprint to move them from a negative mindset to a positive mindset
2: call dr amy and associates to experience a whole person integrative approach to health and wellness 630-980-1400 or visit dr amy and associates.com dr amy and associates empowering people changing lives Ben Jarofsky. Bruce Rauner's stance on marijuana. Ben, uh, how about the listeners who may be unaware of Bruce Rauner's stance well, on marijuana? Bruce Rauner has a very curious stance on marijuana for a guy who was a baby boomer came of
0: age in the 60s and the 70s. He's moving to the left these days, but it was adamantly opposed legalization of recreational marijuana. You remember what he said when he was on that downstate radio order? What's the name of the station? WJPF. That's what I want to hear, right? He was, what did he say? Adamantly against it. I will know. <laughs> the Ben Jarofsky Show, weekdays 2 to 5 p.m. on WCPT 820.
1: Hey everyone. Welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris Newon. I'm a double board certified integrative clinical psychologist, success coach, author, and speaker. You're listening to our show, Youth on the Edge. If you're just joining us and you've missed any of the show, I want to invite you to check us out on this great station for a podcast, or you can check us out on our website. It's dramyandassociates.com. It's D R. A I-M-E-E and Associates.com. If you've got questions or comments, I'd love to hear from you. You can send me an email directly at Dr. Amy at draminassociates.com. If you or our loved one are dealing with any of these issues, please I invite you to give us a call. We can we can help. I also want to invite you to join us at our next upcoming dinner with the doc, uh, you know, wellness talk titled Stress, Hormones and Health. It is Thursday, October 25th, 6.30 p.m. in our Bloomingdale office. Uh, you'll learn about how your hormone imbalances, whether you're a man or a woman, can actually cause you to gain weight, uh, certainly around the midsection, you know, and prevent you from losing weight, even with dieting and exercise. We're going to learn about how hormone imbalances can affect your sleep cycles, your carb cravings, your ability to burn fat, uh, your mood. A lot of mood disorders that we see are due to you know stress, hormone, and health imbalances. You'll to learn why counting calories doesn't work for losing weight, especially body fat. I'll also teach you the biggest mistakes that people make with their exercise programs that actually prevents loss and oftentimes causes them to gain weight. You know, I saw, you know, a young woman last week for a consultation. She works out almost every day of the week, and she's continuing to gain weight because of these, you know, hormone imbalances and the stress on her body. You'll also learn how the stress hormone cortisol increases your fat storing. And I'll teach you what it really takes for permanent weight loss of that belly fat, those bulges, you know, whatever it is you're dealing with, you know, in a safer, non-life-threatening way, something that's actually proven to work and get you permanent results so give us a call for stress hormones and health it is a dinner talk so bring your appetite Uh, we will be serving you know really good non you know allergenic food but uh, you know seating is limited so reservations are required 630-980-1400 you'll also receive a coupon worth $300 for a free in-home water consultation and testing Uh, we want to make sure what you're eating and what you're drinking is helping you to stay healthy and get healthy so give us a call 630 to attend stress, hormones, and health Thursday, October twenty fifth, six thirty PM in our Bloomingdale office. So we're talking, you know, about youth on the edge. What are the risk factors and the mitigating factors to youth, you know, that will, you know, have, you know, an effect on whether or not they're abusing drugs and whether or not we can help them reverse those trends, maybe lower the rates of, of you know, anxiety and depression, lower their risk for suicide, and uh, really help them get their lives back on track. So, you know, this is, you know, information I think all of us need to know whether we're a parent or not, especially those of us who are in roles, you know, where we're taking care of kids. So we're talking about these these, these risk factors, right? And they're different at different stages of life. You know, one of the things you know, as I said before we went to our commercial break, is that you have to, you know, look at these risk factors because they're going to have, you know, a compounding effect. We also want to understand what these protective factors are. But really, you know, early signs of risk that may predict a later drug use and drug abuse, you know, as I said, include lack of attachment and nurturing by parents or caregivers. Also ineffective parenting, that's usually, you know, from an inexperienced uh, parent or maybe a parent that's just overly stressed or a parent that may be dealing with, you know, some sort of, you know, mood disorder or substances disorder themselves. You know, certainly a caregiver who abuses drugs puts your, you know, child or or teen at greater risk. And then poor classroom behavior or social skills actually puts, you know, your kids and teens at risk, you know. Uh, Additionally, academic failure. You know, when you're struggling, what does that do to your self-esteem, right? So if you're struggling academically, you're likely not, you know, uh, able to feel good about yourself. That you know often leads to uh, depression, anxiety, and again, it sets up, you know, a youth to, you know, find ways to cope with those those struggles, those feelings. So academic failure uh, is a risk factor, as well as associating with drug abusing peers. You know, no surprise there, right? You know, w- w- you know certainly genetics plays a role, uh, but as you've heard me say on other shows, you know, genetics plays a about a 3 to 5% roll, but really, you know, when we're in a situation where we're hanging around people that are drinking or using substances or experimenting with other drugs what is a person likely to do? They're likely to follow suit, especially in those early formative years. So association with drug abusing peers is a significant risk factor, you know. And so we want to make sure that we're doing what we can to lower these risk factors. And education is a big, big part of that. You know, if you're struggling, you know, with your parenting, please, you know, uh, contact some of your local resources, your social services. Sometimes your counties have parenting classes. You know, reach out, you know, contact a good counselor or therapist and find out what you can do to increase, you know, your protective factors, which I want to spend a little bit of time on right now. So actually families can provide protection from early drug abuse, uh, you know, and experimentation and and from later drug abuse by one, creating strong family bonds between children and adolescents, you know, uh, and children and their parents. You know, it's not The norm anymore that we'll sit down and have dinner together. But you know, when you can, try and make that a priority. And here's the thing I know we're talking about youth here. But try and make that a thing anyway, even if you've got adult children that live with you, right? You know, it's just a great way of bonding and and learning about their day, learning about what their stresses are, what their struggles are, especially if they're considering coping with those things, you know, in other unhealthy ways. Spending that time together, you know, can actually help insulate them from making, you know, those poor unhealthy choices. So spend some time bonding as a family. Make it a point, you know, to have, have meals together, okay? You know, and when your kids come home, From school, or when you're picking them up from their sporting event, if they're involved in those things, ask them how they're doing. Pay attention, right? You want to check in and ask open ended questions instead of, you know, uh, how was your day? Good, fine. Ask an open ended question. Hey, tell me about your day. What are some of the things you did? You know, um, what are some highlights? What are some lowlights? So take time. You know, to create a strong family bond. It could be at meals, it could be, you know, pick up and drop off, it could be your drive time. Uh, but make that a point, you know, to create stronger family bonds. That's a huge insulating factor. And it's a huge way of learning what your kids, you know, tweens and adolescents, you know, are up to uh, during their everyday lives. You know, also parental involvement in the child's life. You know, um, this could be, you know, volunteering in a classroom, it could be, you know, volunteering at, at church, if you, you know, if you go to church, it could be, you know, taking a role as, you know, part of the PTO or PTA. It could be, you know, coaching. But parental involvement in the child's life, again, that can come back to something as simple as a conversation with your kid. That's a huge mitigating factor as well. So you want to make sure to, you know, be an involved parent. And I know that's not always easy, especially in today's day and age. You know, people, you know, not just millennials, you know, uh, but in youth, but but everyone is busier today than at any other time in our history. And although we have all these great advances, you know, we, we think we've got all these luxuries, our lives are harder now than they've ever been because of the demands. And so it's not easy for parents to find time to bond with their kids, but it is an absolute must. It's good for the child the adolescent and it's good for the parent. Okay. So really strive to uh, be creative if you have to, especially if you're in a house where you're a working parent, you're a working mom, or maybe you have two parent household and you're, and you're both working and then your kids are involved in, you know, after school programs or whatever. Sometimes you have to be creative and, you know, at, 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 at finding time to connect with your kids, but you have to do it. It could be, you know, when you're putting them to bed, you know, actually spend some time checking in, read them a story, but you know, spend that time bonding, because that's going to be one of the best things you can do to nurture your child, your teen, as well as nurture yourself. So stick around. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about these protective uh, factors that help reduce the risk of childhood and adolescent drug abuse, as well as, you know, uh, decreasing the risk for depression, anxiety, trauma, and suicide. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris Nuon. We'll be right back.
2: Lately, it seems you're not feeling quite right, as if your body is working against you. Dr. Amy and Associates can help create a path to achieve optimal health. Experience personalized healthcare for your mind, body, and spirit at a practice that blends holistic and traditional medicine. Dr. Amy has really helped me. After experiencing a divorce in my 50s, I wasn't sure how to handle the stress and changes I was about to encounter. I needed to find a new profession since my ex-husband and I had worked together at our own company. Plus, there were other challenges with our own grown kids, family, and friends. It was wonderful to have dr amy's guidance through this difficult situation she kept me on track and assured me i was thinking correctly she made a very hard time easier and i will forever be grateful if you're going through some hard life struggles i would highly recommend dr amy and associates call dr amy and associates to experience a whole person integrative approach to health and wellness 630-980-1400 or visit dr amy and dr amy and associates empowering people changing lives Bill Press.
0: Because I get the tweets from Donald Trump. They're reading these tweets. And it's almost like sometimes I'll go on the Daily Caller, right, mm-hmm. just to find out how wacky the news could be, or Breitbart, or even the Drudge Report. Yeah. And then I've realized, no, this is not some right wing Alex Jones website. This is the President of the United States with his tweets. The Bill Press Show. Weekday morning, 6 to 8. on WCPT 820. Chicago's Progressive Talk.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuan. You're listening to our show, Youth on the Edge. If you've missed any of the show, you can check us out on this great station. You can click on a podcast or you can check us out online at dramyandassociates.com. It's D-R-A-M. A-I-M-E-E and associates.com. If you've got questions, comments, you know, want to share some of your experiences with me, I would welcome uh, an email. You can email me directly at Dr. Amy at Dr. Amy and associates.com. I also want to invite you to join us at our upcoming dinner with the, wellness talk, Stress Hormones and Health. It is Thursday, October 25th, 6.30 p.m. in our Bloomingdale office. We're going to be talking about how hormone imbalances can affect your sleep, uh, your moods, uh, your overall health, Uh, your choice of food, whether or not your body is, you know, burning fat or storing fat. We're going to be talking about why counting calories doesn't work for helping people lose weight, especially belly fat. I'll teach you the biggest mistake that people make with their exercise programs that actually prevents weight loss. And I'll be talking about how our stress, you know, a hormone, mainly cortisol, actually, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, leads us to, you know, be in a position where we're not able to lose that weight. And then I'll teach you what really works for for permanent weight loss, permanent reversal of you know most, if not all, of your health issues, right? And uh, and we'll we'll be talking about safe, effective ways to do that. Really, if you're looking for permanent change, then it really takes you know uh, a team that's in the know that can get you to where you want to go. So join us. Thursday, October 25th for Stress Hormones and Health. Uh, It is a dinner talk, so seating is limited. So reservations are required, 630-980-1400, 630-980-1400. And if you're going to join us, We're going to make sure to take care of you. We'll give you a coupon worth $300 for, uh, you know, an in-home clean water consultation and test because, you know, we want to make sure that what you're eating and what you're drinking is going to be in harmony with your body and is actually, you know, going to help you reclaim your health. So join us Thursday, October 25th for Stress Hormones and Health Dinner Talk. Reservations are required 630-980-1400. So let's get back to talking about, you know, uh, these 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 risk factors and these mitigating factors. You know, um, as I said, you know, uh, we are at a time in our history where our stress levels are, you know, off the charts. You know, it's, so it's no surprise that increased levels of stress often lead people to look for quick and easy ways uh, ways rather to deal, you know, with you know that stress. But the causes of stress and the risk factors, as I said, they're 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 varied and complex. You know. So when we're talking about decreasing your child or adolescent's, you know, risk for substance abuse and uh, suicide, we want to look at creating strong family bonds between, you know, uh, yourself as a parent and, and your kids. You know, we also want to stress the you know importance of being involved in your child's life. And with that, it's important imperative to set clear limits and consistent enforcement of discipline. I know that sounds harsh. I am kind of a tough love gal. You know, I'll, I'll own that right away. But the thing is, when parents are consistent in their expectations, when you're consistent in your praise, when you're consistent in your discipline, there's a much greater likelihood that they're going to be healthy and well adjusted, right? Because there's there's consistency there and the likelihood of them, you know, turning to drugs and and, and other, you know, risk behaviors is significantly reduced. So, when you've got clear limits in place, you know, when you say what you mean and mean what you say and follow it up with, with discipline when that's, you know, uh, called for, they're a lot less likely to make bad choices, right? Deal with it, you know, the first time, you're a lot less likely to have to deal with it a second time, a third time, and a tenth time. So, parents really do your best to set clear limits and consistently enforce those limits, all right? You know, um, catch them being good and when when they need some, you know, corrective feedback, make it a point to, you know, have a discussion with them, sit down. But if, you know, if it calls for consequence, you know, make it harsh enough that it's going to have an impact there, right? Because how do we change behavior? It's, it's usually through wanting to avoid something painful, <laughs> right? So, so have some clear limits and be consistent in that. And know that the highest risk periods during, you know, uh, occur actually during major transitions in kids' lives. You uh, You know, they're leaving the security of their family and entering school for the first time. That's a big transition period. And when they're advancing from elementary school into middle school, that's a big transition period. And, you know, often experiencing new academic and social situations for the first time, you know, those increase the risk, you know, because there's a big difference from, you know, elementary school into middle school, right? So, you know... Um, so often experiencing new academic and social situations, uh, such as as you know, learning to get along with a wider group of peers, and it's this stage you know where you're likely to encounter drugs for the first time, and then the risks increase again with you know starting high school, with the start of college, and you know even the risk you know uh, increases when you're starting a new job for the first time. So. I want to draw your attention specifically to, you know, um, some information on substance abuse prevention, particularly, you know, during the middle school years because this is really their first big transition where they're likely to encounter drugs. So when we look at risk factors, you know, during middle school, you know, uh, those include, you know, a child or a a tween with poor impulse control, you know, someone typically who's sensation-seeking, uh, a child that has, you know, um, poor uh, self-control or a poor ability to regulate their emotions, their moods. Uh, typically, a child or a tween that's, you know, shown aggressiveness. You know, certainly, a child or teen that has anxiety and depression, those are risk factors. Uh, kids that uh, have shown tendencies uh, towards hyperactivity, you know, and ADD, ADHD, Uh, kids who have shown antisocial behaviors, kids who have shown early persistent behavior problems, you know, in grade school, And uh, these are the kind of things that set up, uh, you know, early middle school uh, students to be at a high risk. When we look at family risk factors during those middle school years, uh, typically, you know, those kids who have permissive parents, typically, you know, uh, families with high child and parent conflict, you know, a lot of times there's inadequate supervision and monitoring of the kids that puts kids at risk. Uh, a low level of parental warmth right if you've got uh, you know parents that are just you know kind of cold or aloof again lack of you know consistent discipline uh, you know in parenting parental hostility so if you're you know if you're, you''ve you live in a family where you know your your parents are fighting all the time that increases the child's risk. Families actually where there's harsh discipline, that increases the risk of drug abuse uh, and, and experimentation. And you know certainly parents who have low aspiration for their kids, that that. That may surprise you, but that's a risk factor as well. Um, Families where there's child abuse or maltreatment, families where there's substance abuse among parents or siblings, and and families where parents favor, you know, uh, attitudes towards alcohol and drugs, those put kids at risk. When we look at risk factors within the school or within peers and the community, you know, risk factors include school failure, uh, a low commitment to school, you know, the accessibility and availability of, of, of drugs, uh, peer rejection, um, laws and norms that are favorable toward drug use, hanging around with, you know, what's often called the deviant peer group, um, then peer attitudes towards drugs, um, interpersonal alienation, if you're, if you're at school and you're just not able to connect with other students, that's a risk factor, you know, and poverty. Poverty, you know, is a risk factor because it often increases the likelihood that the child's going to engage in some sort of antisocial behavior for various reasons, economic, of course. And so these are these are risk factors in your youth, you know, especially in the middle school. You know, when we look at adolescent risk factors, it's, you know, um, you know, uh, dealing with things, you know, that that really you're struggling with. Maybe, you know, you've got a lot of negative emotions being expressed. Maybe you're angry, you're hostile, you're depressed, you know. A sense of rebelliousness actually increases your risk. Um, Early child uh, uh, drug experimentation increases your risk of drug use and abuse in adolescence. uh, Engaging in, you know, antisocial behaviors, Certainly, again, you know, um, lack of uh, adult supervision within the home, especially if you're in high school. A lot of times, you know, parents aren't around, they're working. But these are some of the risk factors. When we come back, I want to talk more about mitigating factors, okay, because you need to be in the know. So stick around. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris (laughs) Newman.
2: Lately, it seems you're not feeling quite right. As if your body is working against you, Dr. Amy and Associates can help create a path to achieve optimal health. Experience personalized health care for your mind, body, and spirit at a practice that blends holistic and traditional medicine.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Harris-Nuon of Dr. Amy and Associates. As an integrative health and wellness center, we take a team approach to your health care, so we welcome the opportunity to work collaboratively with your current health care provider. We're different from today's typical standard of care because our focus is understanding the root cause of your health problem not just treating the symptoms it's a personalized approach that explores a wide range of proven treatments and one that's focused on helping you achieve your health and wellness goals so you can achieve a full happy and satisfying life call
2: dr amy and associates to experience a whole person integrative approach to health and wellness 630-980-1400 or visit dr amy and associates.com dr amy and associates empowering people changing lives Stephanie Miller. All right. Um. Just in case you think you're the only one going, what the f***, Rudy? There's some uh, legal experts chiming in. Uh, Joyce Aline says, uh, lost because of Rudy's truth is in truth fiasco. The notion that the president of the U.S. can't be rushed into an interview because he might lie. If you're wondering, this argument wouldn't work for any other witness or, subge- or subject in a criminal case who wanted to delay testimony.
0: Stephanie Miller. Weekday mornings, 8 to 11. Sponsored by the Audi Exchange in Highland Park. A dealership engineer just for you.
2: AudiExchange.com. Lately, it seems you're not feeling quite right. As if your body is working against you, Dr. Amy and Associates can help create a path to achieve optimal health. Experience personalized health care for your mind, body, and spirit at a practice that blends holistic and traditional medicine. I was involved in a devastating head-on motorcycle accident, which left me broken, battered, and afraid. I turned to Dr. Amy and Associates to care for my broken body. With their help, I healed quickly. I was able to sleep, and the nightmare stopped. I was able to get back on the motorcycle without fear. Since they worked with my insurance, I've used them for allergy and food sensitivity testing weight loss massage acupuncture and life coaching they use both eastern and western medicine and is a holistic practice like no other i'm so grateful for dr amy and associates call dr amy and associates to experience a whole person integrative approach to health and wellness 630-980-1400 or visit dr and associates.com dr amy and associates empowering people changing lives
1: hey everyone welcome back to mind over matters I'm your host dr Amy Harris new on you're listening to our show youth on the edge before we uh, resume I want to invite you to join us for our upcoming dinner with the doc wellness talk titled stress hormones and health it's Thursday October 25th 6 30 p.m in our Bloomingdale office you'll learn about how hormone imbalances whether you're a man or a woman can actually you know cause you to gain weight and interfere with your ability to lose weight even if you're dieting and exercising regularly you're going to learn how hormone imbalances can affect your sleep, your carb cravings, your ability to burn fat, and why counting calories doesn't work. I'll teach you the biggest mistake that people make with their exercise programs that actually prevents weight loss, and I'll teach you how stress increases your stress-storing hormone cortisol, as well as teach you what really works for permanent weight loss. And this isn't just about weight. Stress hormones and health, you know, uh, you know, uh, apply to everything, whether you're experiencing depression, anxiety, thyroid dysfunction, heart disease, it really all comes back to your hormones, okay? So I want you to uh, make a reservation to join us at this dinner talk. Seating is limited. And so reservations are required, 630-980-1400, 630-980-1400. It's Thursday, October 25th, for stress, hormones, and health. Going to teach you everything you need to know to reclaim your health, okay, in natural, safe, effective ways. So let's get back then to the show, Youth on the Edge, Um, I think we all know, you know, uh, children, adolescents, you know, uh, who have experienced drug use, depression. Maybe they've dealt with suicidal ideation. Maybe, you know, you know someone who's actually taken their own lives and it's a tragedy, you know, beyond, you know, all proportion. So we really want to understand what these risk factors are and what we can do to lower that risk, right? So, you know, I also want to point out that loss can be a huge risk factor, right? When we lose someone important to us, it could be loss of a parent, could be loss of a teacher, a coach, a a friend. Certainly this isn't something that, you know, uh, most, you know, youth deal with, you know. Sometimes we expect to lose a grandparent, you know, but loss is a huge risk factor as well. So we want to make sure that we're doing what we can to understand what these risk factors are and then taking steps to minimize the risk, right? So, you know, we're talking about drug abuse, you know, during the middle school years and certainly the high school years and, and those risks risk factors. But it's also, you know, important to talk about what we can do, as I said, to lower that risk. So when we talk about these mitigating factors in middle school, typically, you know, mastery of academic skills, math, reading, writing, those actually lower students. Students risk. So I really want to encourage you to encourage your students, your kids, to do their best in school. You know, following the rules for behavior at home and school and in public places, that actually lowers your, your child's risk for substance abuse. You know, uh, their ability to make friends and keep friends is a mitigating factor, along with having good peer relationships. You know, when we look at what families can do to reduce risk, as I said before, consistent discipline, you know, have language-based rather than physical discipline, right? You want to talk to them, uh, maybe take privileges away, those kind of things. But you don't want to, you know, physically discipline your kids. And extended family support also is a mitigating factor. So if you've got close family relationships, you know, maybe not, you know, directly at home with your parents, but extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles, and we will look at what schools, peers, and the community can do. You know, having healthy peer groups available for at-risk kids is... Is, is immensely important. You know, uh, encouraging your your students to get involved in school. I know uh, I started 10th uh, uh, grade at uh, a new high school. I started uh, high school in Michigan, then we later moved to Missouri. And uh, I had no friends when I was just starting that school year. And I remember one of my teachers went out of her way to encourage me to join the basketball team. And it was one of the best things I think that happened to me that year, because You know, it really got me involved and engaged in school. Um, Positive peer uh, expectations, you know, to try and hang out with, you know, other positive peers, as well as positive teacher expectations. You know, people will rise to the level of expectations. So, if you're a teacher, if you're you know in a position uh, of influence at school, do your best to encourage students uh, to do their best. Effective classroom management lowers risks. Right? Positive partnering between the school and the family is a is a mitigating factor. And school policies and practices. To reduce bullying, that reduces a child's risk as well as schools that have high academic standards, right? Because then they expect their kids to be engaged and involved, right? When we look at adolescence or high school years, those protective factors include positive physical development, right? Staying healthy, uh, a good ability to regulate yourself emotionally, Students with high self-esteem, they're a lot lot less likely to experience drug use and and, and depression and anxiety. Uh, Those teens with good coping skills and problem-solving skills, that's a mitigating factor and engagement and connections in two or more of the following contexts, you know, whether it's at school, whether they're connecting with their peers, whether they're involved in athletics, maybe they have a job, or they're involved in, you know, maybe their church or their synagogue. When you're involved and connected in the community, that lowers your risks as well. And then we talk about, you know, family relationships, mitigating factors, families that provide structure, that set clear limits, have, you know, clearly defined rules, you know, have, you know, a good degree of... uh, uh, parent oversight and predictability, that lowers a child's risk and adolescent's risk as well. And then, you know, supportive relationships with family members, whether this is your siblings, your you know, again, your cousins, your, your, your parents, whatever. And then clear expectations for behavior and values. You know, parents, get clear on what your expectations are for how you want your kids, your teens to behave, because that's going to actually reduce the risk. But I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what you can do then, you know, if you notice your child or adolescent uh, starting to have signs of depression, you know, or anxiety. You know, I want to talk about suicide risk and what you can do to mitigate uh, that as well. Because as youth grow and reach their developmental competencies, there are certain contextual variables that either promote or hinder that process. And the presence or the absence of various protective uh, and risk factors are going to determine, you know, whether or not they deal with a mood disorder and and how they deal with it, you know. And it's going to contribute to the mental health of your kids, and identifying these factors can guide prevention and intervention strategies. So I want to talk about mental health risk and mental health protective factors. You know, um, some of the risk factors include, you know, whether or not you're a female, female actually, you know, Uh, increases your risk Um, those kids that experience early puberty um, kids with a difficult temperament maybe inflexibility they have you know uh, you know a poor impulse control there's a tendency to withdraw or maybe they have problems with concentration or focus you know kids with low self-esteem or 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 maybe they perceive themselves to be you know not good or incompetent um, those you know can certainly uh, increase a child's risk you know if your child has expressed anxiety on a consistent basis um, uh, low-level depression symptoms You know, uh, those uh, kids who have displayed, you know, symptoms of an insecure attachment, you know, maybe they've got some separation anxiety, those kind of things. Kids with poor social skills, uh, communication and problem-solving skills, that's going to put your child or adolescent at risk. Uh, Kids with an extreme need for approval and social support, uh, low self-esteem, shyness. Uh, emotional problems in childhood, uh, kids who have displayed, you know, um, uh, antisocial behaviors, uh, kids who have expressed favorable attitudes towards drugs, again, a sense of rebelliousness, um, any early substance abuse or antisocial behavior, those are risk factors. Kids actually who have experienced head injuries, we are seeing this, you know, a lot with youth football. And uh, now a lot, uh, a lot of states are, you know, are only allowing uh, flag football because head injury actually increases risk for mood disorders and then substance abuse, and then that increases your risk for suicide as well. Um, Early use of marijuana, uh, childhood exposure to lead or mercury. We talk about this in our fillings. I talk a lot about this in water. Uh, This can be in your food. It can be in your household products. Um, you know uh, risks with parents. We also have to take a look at that. What are the family risks that actually put your child at risk for depression, anxiety, and suicide? I want to spend some time talking about that when we come back. So stick around. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris Newon. We'll be right back. <laughs>
2: Lately, it seems you're not feeling quite right. As if your body is working against you, Dr. Amy and Associates can help create a path to achieve optimal health. Experience personalized healthcare for your mind, body, and spirit at a practice that blends holistic and traditional medicine.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Amy harris Newon. I'm Dr. Amy and Associates. We take a team approach to your care. As an integrative and holistic healthcare practice, we look at the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. We've got a wonderfully talented team of providers, family medicine, chiropractic, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture counselor psychiatrist that centered on your health and your wellness we'll blend the best of western medicine with the best of eastern medicine there's a time and a place for all forms of healing and that's what we specialize in
2: call dr amy and associates to experience a whole person integrative approach to health and wellness 630-980-1400 or visit dr amy and associates.com dr amy and associates empowering people changing lives the Houseparts Sparks Radio Program. Where's the server? I want to know, the server, we need to get our check. I'm not going to have dessert for the first time in my life. I you know, need to know, know what the server sure. is saying. It was the Russians, but, but there blood. are a lot it's of dessert. people out there. That was the most amazing thing he said when he was reading his apology, and at the end of his apology, with a woodward oh. apology, and he said, but there are a lot of people out there. Yes, yeah. yeah. there are.
0: The Houseparts Sparks Radio Program, Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WCPT, Chicago's Progressive Talk.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy harris Newon. You're listening to our show, Youth on the Edge. Before we get back into that, I want to invite you to our upcoming Dinner with the Doc, Wellness Talk, Stress, Hormones, and Health. It's Thursday, October 25th, 6.30 p.m. in our Bloomingdale office. We'll be talking about what you can do to reclaim your health, whether you're dealing with depression, you know, long-standing anxiety disorder, uh, hormone imbalances, thyroid dysfunction, autoimmune dysfunction, um, those kind of things. If you're struggling to lose weight and you've done all the quote-unquote right things, I want you to join us because we're going to be unlocking the mysteries to your to your hormones, teach you why what you've been doing hasn't worked even though you're doing all the quote-unquote right things, and teach you what you can do to actually reverse those chronic degenerative uh, illnesses or help you, uh, you know, to reclaim that uh, youth and energy uh, that you deserve. So uh, it's Thursday, October 25th, 6.30 p.m. It is a dinner talk, so so seating is limited. Reservations are required at 630-980-1400, 630-980-1400 for stress, hormones, and health. So we're talking about youth on the edge. I think all of us know someone, you know, that's dealt with depression or anxiety that, you know, is maybe dealing with, you know, a child that's struggling with depression or, or some sort of anxiety or, or maybe it's ADD or ADHD. But these things put kids at risk. They put teens at risk for, you know, uh, drug abuse and suicide so we want to do our best to mitigate the risk because we all have a responsibility to do what's right by ourselves and to do what's right by our family and our community. So, what are these other risk factors? You know, when we're talking about risk factors for uh, mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders and, and, and suicide risk, you know, other risk factors include school level stress or traumatic events, and this can include bullying, right? If you've missed my show on bullying, I want you to catch a, a podcast because that is a risk factor. You know, uh, community violence, if you live in a community where violence is is, is really a problem, that increases a child's risk of you know, substance abuse and uh, mental and emotional disorders and then suicide risk. You know, if, you know, they're dealing with school violence or if there's poverty, if they've dealt with traumatic events, you know, again, that could be a loss. It could be an accident, an injury. If they're struggling in school, you know, academically, If they've got a low commitment to school, right? I've got a teenager. She's just like, I hate school. And so, you know, she's at risk. You know, um, kids that aren't college bound, their risk increases for mental, uh, you know, disorders uh, and, and emotional disorders. If there's been a history of aggression towards peers or if they've been associating with drug using peers and, you know, societal and community norms that favor alcohol and drug abuse, Right. Those kids who live in urban settings are at higher risk. Uh, those youth that uh, deal with poverty, and certainly if you're hanging around with you know uh, peers that aren't making the best choices, and loss. Of close relationships or friends, as I said earlier, those are risk factors. But what can you do to mitigate the risk? What are the protective factors to protect against mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders and suicide risk? Well, one of them is positive physical development, right? We wanna make sure they're having healthy foods and drinking clean water. Um, we wanna encourage academic achievement and intellectual development. We want to do our best as, as, as parents, teachers, and coaches to you know uh, influence a sense of high self-esteem. We want to teach them how to regulate themselves emotionally. Uh, kids that have good coping skills and problem-solving skills, you know, are le- uh, less likely to engage, you know, in drug abuse or set themselves up for mood disorders and suicide risk. Um Get involved. You get involved with your school, get involved with your peers, get involved in athletics, get a job, get involved in your church, I said. Those are all mitigating factors. You know, again, a family that provides structure, limits, rules, monitoring, and predictability mitigates your risk, as well as supportive relationships with your family members, your siblings, clear expectations for values, um, the presence of mentors, and and, and support for the development of, of, you know, individual skills and interests, that's huge. You want Want to provide opportunities for them engaging within the school or within the community, encourage them to volunteer again, set clear expectations for behavior, um, and provide them in, with an environment that allows for physical and psychological safety. And when we talk about, you know, suicide risk and perfect, uh, protective factors. It should be noted that suicide is the leading cause of death among youth. So we want to do what we can. We've all got a responsibility, right? I like to say when you heal a person, you can heal a family. When you heal a family, you can heal a community. And this this includes, you know, reducing risk for suicide. So those factors include a family history of suicide, a family history of child maltreatment, Previous suicide attempts, history of mental disorders or dysfunction, particularly clinical depression, right? History of alcohol and substance abuse, uh, feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, uh, impulsive or aggressive tendencies, that increases a child and adolescent's risk for suicide. Cultural and religious beliefs, for example, a belief that suicide is a noble resolution of a personal dilemma. It is not. Uh, local uh, epidemics of suicide. If you've, you know, had a tendency to isolate yourself, so isolation and a feeling of being cut off from other people, that increases the risk of suicide. Um, Certainly any barriers to accessing mental health treatment. Not everybody has insurance, right? So find some place, you know, maybe that accepts a sliding scale. Um, Seek out, you know, community um, uh, mental health resources. I think each county has, you know, specific county resources for, for low or no money, right? But barrier to mental health treatment actually increases risk. Loss, as we said earlier, uh, it could be relational, it could be a social loss, it could be a work loss, it could be a financial loss, but loss increases your risk. Physical illness, Easy access to lethal methods, so those of you who own guns, please make sure they are not loaded and that they are locked and safely secured and stored. And an unwillingness to seek help because of the stigma attached to mental health and substance abuse disorders or to suicidal thoughts. Guess what that stigma is? is being reduced, so please, please, please reach out. What can you do to prevent suicide? Protective factors include effective clinical care for mental, physical, and substance abuse disorders. If you are struggling, please, please, please call us or call someone else, 630-980-1400, okay, because help is out there for you. Um, uh, Increasing access to a variety of clinical interventions and support for uh, help-seeking, right? Family and community support, so being connected within your family, being connected within your school, connected within your community. Um, That mitigates your risk. Support from ongoing medical and mental health care relationships. Find a good counselor or therapist. Develop a strong uh, relationship. Um, Develop skills in problem-solving conflict resolution and find nonviolent ways to handle disputes. These will mitigate your risk as well. And cultural and religious beliefs that discourage suicide and support uh, instincts for life. You know, and self-preservation, those mitigate your risk as well. So there are things you can do to set yourself up for health, to increase the likelihood of overcoming uh, trauma or loss. There are things you can do if you've been struggling uh, with substance abuse uh, or addictions, if you've been struggling with depression or anxiety. Help is absolutely here for you. If you or a loved one are dealing with any of these things, you know, give us a call, 630-980-1400. You know, we can absolutely help. And if we can't, I give you my promise that I'm going to find someone that uh, can help you Uh, because we want to do everything we can to support your health, to support your happiness, and to lower your risk for harm. Because, you know, again, we live in the the, the most stressful times in all of our history, and and that stress compounds. It takes its toll on us mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you name it. So I, I believe, you know, every adult has a responsibility to do what we can to help our youth, you know, to develop a positive sense of self-worth, to encourage them academically, to help them, you know, in in building dreams and and setting goals, and do what we can to lessen the risk of of depression, anxiety, and suicide. Because these are the people who will be leading us in the future. So we do have a responsibility uh, to love and to guide and to nourish and to nurture, you know, our our children and our adolescents. So uh, I want to thank you for tuning in. You know, this was a very difficult, you know, uh, show, uh, but it's absolutely necessary. If you've got questions, give me a call, 630-980-1400. If we can help in any way, uh, we are here for you. Um, And again, I want to invite you to do what you can to support your children and adolescents in being the best they can be. So thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Mind Over Matters. I'm your host, Dr. Amy Harris-Nuan. We'll talk soon.
0: The preceding program, Mind Over Matters, was sponsored by TCFIHAW, LLC, and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of Newsweb Radio or its management.